everyone, my name is Kyla. Welcome to my channel where I talk about the stock market and the economy amongst other things. Today we're going to be talking about Kazakhstan and the energy crisis. Just to note, there are many amazing journalists and academics that I'll be linking to in the description box below. They've been covering this space for a really long time. They've done an incredible job doing so, so I'm going to link to them below and I highly recommend that you go check them out. I also want to say that I'm not going to be covering Kazakhstan in depth. It's an incredible country rich with history and I'm going to briefly gloss over a lot of that in the video. So if you want to learn more about Kazakhstan, I'm going to link to some other documents below for that as well. This is not meant to be speculation, it's meant to just be analysis around the situation that's going on, the impact that it could have on energy markets and food prices, and some thoughts around what that could mean in the future. So today I'm going to be talking about Kazakhstan, the energy markets, and the impacts that we could see from what's going on in markets all over the world because we are a global collection of dominoes. This is a really good thread from Sam Green talking about protests. So protests themselves are obviously very complex. They're rapidly unfolding and to try and pin any one reason on anything happening is pretty much flawed. Um, and I do think it's important to note that this isn't just pro- anti-Russia West kind of situation. Kazakhstan has had a lot of socio-economic problems because of authoritarian rule. But just pointing to Russia being the primary cause of that it might not be truly serving of actually what's going on. The way that Sam laid it out, which I thought was helpful, is that the state responds to the street and the street responds to the state. So the government responds to protesters, protesters respond to the government. And that's kind of how you see a protest unfold. Nobody really knows what's happening and we will learn from those who are making it happen. I think that's just super important to remember. Most of us are pretty far away from the situation that is unfolding and we're going to continue to learn more as the situation unfolds. To kind of zoom out, all of this sort of began when there was a spike in the price of car fuels. They use LPG, so LPG is going to be liquefied petroleum gas and LPG is a little bit cheaper. Hypothetically, it's cleaner um, than regular gasoline and the government had had price controls on LPG that was enabling people to buy it and so the government removed those price controls which resulted in the price of LPG PG doubling, they, people were like, whoa, what the heck is going on? And the government was like, hey, producers are losing money. This is not a sustainable situation. People were like, we don't care about that. And so protests began to erupt. If gas doubled overnight anywhere, people would be very upset. So protests began to erupt and then more protests began to erupt. And eventually the government was like, okay, we'll put the price controls back in. But the cat was let out of the bag as more and more protests began to erupt because it was never really about LPG in the first place place. It was really about the situation. A lot of things have been bubbling for a long time. People are mad at the elites. They're mad at the oil production that's going on over there. Chevron and his partners over there are investing in a $45 billion expansion project. There is a lot of money flowing into Kazakhstan for oil, right? People are like, we're not seeing that. It's the few select people that are benefiting from this. They also have authoritarian rule. One guy was in power for a very long time. Then he basically appointed a puppet who took his place in 2019. It's just an authoritarian regime and the people feel like they they don't have any say right because they, they don't so there's a lot of frustration and anger because of that then there's inflation as well because you know inflation is happening all over the world so inflation is nine percent and interest rates are 9.75 percent and that has led to decline in purchasing power wages haven't really moved at all it's just a lot of anger at the power structures in place when you do look at the situation you know they have taken over 
government buildings, airports, businesses. It, it does look like the makings of a revolution because when you take an airport, that's a pretty big signal that some sort of power dynamic has shifted. In the largest city, a local administrative building was burned. So it is rapidly unfolding to say the least and the internet shut down whatsapp shut down no 3g access those in the country could not make outgoing calls they could only receive incoming calls the government kind of shut down any access that the people had to reaching people across the country outside of the country that's when you know that things are not good is when a government shuts down the internet because what do you do so people began to seek cash from banks because if you have the internet shut down obviously you're not going to be able to access your a bank, internet bank account like you're not going to be able to access uh, anything that's online the only way that you're going to be able to transact is with cash so the internet shut down russia warned other countries against interfering and in some cities the police actually sided with the protesters which is an interesting development because that basically means that the government has lost in those places the protesters are like hey you know we want a regime change we want democracy we want to elect our own leaders because we have not done that since 1991 we just want power. We want the ability to exist within a place where our voices are heard and the people that we choose to elect actually have power and it's not just one guy in charge of everything, an authoritarian regime. It's really about having choice in local leaders in local administrations. That's a very, very broad overview because it's rapidly unfolding, just kind of, you know, dominoes tipping. It begins with, oh, LPG prices have doubled to we're very upset and mad at the situation that we've been in for the past you know 30 years. The other thing about Kazakhstan is that it is a huge energy producer. It produces oil, it produces 43% of the world's uranium. The reason that this is important is because oil, right? Oil is super important. So Kazakhstan is a member of OPEC Plus. They are a huge oil producer. Chevron is engaging in a $45 billion project over there. So very, very important to the oil markets. And uranium is important because uranium is very important for green energy. Energy. So nuclear plants, um, that's uranium right there. So if you think about the, if any sort of green energy transitioning happening, uranium is going to be a core component of that. China it demands a lot of uranium. There Also, Kazakhstan is way more important than any other uranium producer. So Canada is in second place, producing 13% of the world's uranium, and they're over there, 43%. They have a huge sway on the uranium market. Anytime that one entity is producing most of something, there's that centralization risk, which we're kind of seeing right now, where if Kazakhstan does have a time where they're not able to be online or they're going through a regime change that's going to disrupt the daily flow of things right and so that's one of the worries what's going what's going to happen to energy markets and we're seeing of course the energy crisis happening in Europe where energy prices are just through the roof the thing about energy is that energy is natural gas right Europe does not have enough natural gas which is how they heat their homes etc and natural gas is also a core input into fertilizer and fertilizer is how we make our food. And so if there's an energy crisis, a food crisis is hypothetically not that far down the line. And with fertilizer plants, producers have shut down production because they're not able to produce, right? Like it's, it's gotten very expensive and all of that leads to higher food prices. And we have once again, that storm of higher costs, a lack of supply, whether that be from natural gas, fertilizer, etc., uranium, uh, labor shortages, broken logistics. And that's when you really see a lot of pressure is when food prices increase. That's kind of a worst case scenario. That is sort of what fertilizer prices are 
pointing to that food prices could increase and, and will increase and we have seen increases in food prices and we've seen massive increases in the price of fertilizer everything is a domino chain so if one thing tips everything kind of tips especially when you have a country as important as Kazakhstan to the global functioning of this stuff uranium is important to the energy markets oil obviously is super important to the energy markets Sprott Uranium Trust has bought up one third of the physical supply of uranium uranium prices have gone up, I think, 50% over the past year. So you're just seeing a lot of pressure in energy markets. Uh, obviously, we have to be worried about the people in Kazakhstan and that they're okay to the perspective of these global dominoes tipping. This is one thing that could be a tipping global domino in the global energy markets, especially because we're already seeing so much pressure in energy markets like Europe is barely scraping by. Then Russia, right? So Russia, they told other countries not to interfere with what's going on. And Russia exports a lot of natural gas to Europe. Hey everyone, it's editing Kyle. I just wanted to provide a very brief update because the situation is rapidly unfolding. The president has now reached out to the collective security treaty organization, a military alliance, including Russia. So now Russia is definitely in this equation. They were before, but now it's very, very apparent that this is um, a little bit about Russia and Putin. The government did announce its resignation, but the president said that the ministers would stay in their roles until a new cabinet is formed. So it's like, did they really resign? There's more than 10,000 people at the city administration building. They've encircled it. Um, and it just seems like things are escalating. And it all began with the sharp fuel price hike. But like I said, throughout the video. It's about way more than just that. So just to reiterate, please check out the journalist that I've linked in the description box below. All problems start with energy problems. That's kind of the main takeaway here and can definitely snowball into something bigger than that. That's a very, very brief and broad overview of what's going on in Kazakhstan. I'm going to link people below who have been covering the space for a long time, who do a much better job covering things and have been doing a tremendous job analyzing what's going on. So that is just a really brief overview. I will probably be back with Ben tomorrow to kind of discuss this a little bit more. But if you want to go ahead and hit subscribe, I will be back sometime this. I'll talk to you soon.